Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. I'm your girl, Melissa, and today we are going to continue talking about the conversation that we started a while ago about when the enemy comes to attack your marriage. If you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back and listen to part one and let's continue on this conversation. It's going to be really, really good. And I can't wait to hear how this conversation impacts you for the good and helps you foster a healthier relationship with your spouse and in your home. Hey there, I'm Melissa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually gonna be beneficial. He hears your heart. He hears the heart of your people that are going alongside you and fighting this battle and find someone that you trust and will walk alongside with you, share of the hardships of what you're going through and be honest with them. You know, and I think that's another thing too is Revelation 12, 11 says the enemy is overcome by the blood of the lamb and the testimony of the saint. Well, if we're not sharing our testimony of our struggles, then how do we overcome the enemy? And so I was very open and honest as I walked through our journey and our hardships with people not in a way that disrespected you know, or disrespected our marriage, but from people that I trusted and respected to give me advice. And they always pointed me back to the Lord. And that's another thing. If you are talking with friends about your situation and they're not pointing you back to the Lord, you need to find some other friends. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, you can keep those friends, but just be cautious about the things that you share with them because they should always be pointing you back to the Lord because the Lord is ultimately the one who's in control who can change the past of each one of us. We just have to be willing to trust him and put that faith in his hands and at his feet so that he can. Okay, so what were some of the mistakes? You mentioned it casually, but I want to kind of go back. Like some of the things that you did that did not help and were mistakes. I know your convictions are not necessarily going to be other people's convictions. Right. But I also think that there's some general things that we as women try to do that we may not even do it intentionally that cause more harm than good. So I would just love like a, a random list off the top of your head. I didn't ask you this ahead of time. 
some of the things that you did that did not help your marriage? Well, no, that's a great question. And I, obviously, I'm not going to be able to tell you all of them because I just don't remember all of them. But one of the things I stopped doing was I stopped getting offended. I stopped assuming he was trying to upset me or be rude or neglectful. And then I just, again, we are at different places in our walk. And that's not a bad thing per se. It's, it's just, it is what it is. But he would make comments and I, I used to get offended. And when I got offended, I would react instead of respond. And then that just escalated, you know? So I, I stopped getting offended. I'm like, you know, he's not going to have that kind of control over me because it doesn't change. And I was talking to my son about this the other day. He got really upset about something the kid said to him. And I told him, I said, what he calls you doesn't change you. And it doesn't change who you are. And so when our spouses speak from things to us or about us that we don't agree with, it doesn't change who we are. It might hurt, but if you know who you are and whose you are, then you can stand and walk in that despite what they say. And he, my husband wasn't ugly to me, like never abusive or anything like that, but it was just little snide remarks. And I'll be honest, on there's some days I have to make it, you know, like there yesterday or today, there was some trash on the floor. And I'm like, hey, is this trash? Can I throw it away? He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like, sorry for what? Like, it's trash. I'm picking it up. Like, at one point, I used to get upset and be like, you know, he's so messy. Why can't he clean up after himself? And I would just, I don't understand why he doesn't do this and why he does that and why he can't do it like this. It's his way. Like, it's the way, again, I'm not here to change him. We do things differently. And I don't need to be offended by the fact that he's not doing it my way because I don't do all the things his way. You know, so stop getting offended and trying to be more gracious and thank him more for the things that he does. That was one big thing that I did do is I started thanking him more. I need to get back to doing that. And for little things, like he'd take out the trash. Thanks for taking out the trash. He said he did the dishes. Thanks for getting, you know, and so noticing the little things. And I was talking to one friend, she goes, but he doesn't do anything. I'm like, he does something. Find the one thing that your spouse does that you appreciate and thank them for it. Let them know. And then you begin to see more things. And then you start talking about those things, you know, but love for the one thing because something is there. It's that flip of the mindset so many times. And this is something that I know, like, I love my mom, but I like she did this and I catch myself doing it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, stop it. Because it annoyed me as a kid and annoys me today. And that is where, like, someone comes in and they don't see what you did. They only see what you didn't do, you know, like. I clean the house for you. Well, why don't you do the dishes? You know, like we notice the faults or the right. weaknesses. And so really focusing, your book does a really good job of helping you see those things so that you can start being appreciative. And I know, you know, I know my own flesh I and I can hear some other people, you know, ranting and like, no one thinks me when I do the dishes, right? That's what we say or think. But again, recognizing that you're on the same team and it's not about if someone 
says it to you or not. It's doing it out of obedience and, you know, serving him and helping him. And I mean, I am like probably the worst at, you know, complimenting my husband and, and all that. I'm definitely not good at that. I'm, I kind of suck at it. You're working on it. Yeah. I'm going to start working on it. Thank you for the reminder. So, but I like, I very easily, I'm like, can you just do the dishes now? Like, I'm good at asking for what I need, but I'm not the best at acknowledging those things, you know? And I think that it's about being intentional, right? It's being intentional, choosing our words carefully. And just because you're in a bad mood doesn't mean that you get to take it out on everyone else. Even if they do that to us, recognizing that you're on the same team, you said that in the very beginning, and I almost interrupted you because, you know, the goal is for you guys to to be together on the same team. And so many times the enemy will pit you against each other. And I know like the book Fervent was helped me with that a whole lot because I would. I started recognizing the enemy through reading that book, like. Okay, so like this isn't just happening. This is the enemy coming to put us against each other and wreak havoc in our life and and all of that. So it helped me be aware so that I could prepare, right? Absolutely. And the scripture is very clear about that. You know, the enemy is not our flesh and blood. And we have to stop looking at our spouses like they are. You know, we need to believe the best in them and then let God do the rest, whatever it is he's going to do. And it, it changes our mind and it changes our perspective. When we realize the enemy doesn't want marriages to succeed. I mean, look at everything the world is doing right now. It opposes everything about family institute, everything, you know? And so of course the enemy is going to come in and do whatever he can to try to wreak havoc on you and your spouse's relationship, on you and your kids' relationships, on the, your children's relationships. Like, you know, and so you have to realize like when something's happening, your enemy, I mean, your yeah, is not your spouse, you know, and the quicker you can recognize that and acknowledge it, it's not saying it makes it easy, but it does allow more grace to work in your marriage. Okay, so take us through your book. You have a copy right there, right? What are your like some of your favorite things, like questions? Go to a few pages and kind of share some of the things that stand out to you. I'm sure, like, I know it was all impactful, but we only have so long, right? Yeah. Give them some examples. So in in the the book, it is a journal and it's intended that you both can work through it together. That's great. If not, it is in most cases. Typically, one spouse is wanting to come together and wants the marriage to work. And so you're the one that's fighting for your marriage. So you're the one that's reading through this and writing through this. And you're the one that's going to change first. And in and through that, the changes that God puts in your life, your spouse starts seeing it changes your marriage. So don't underestimate the power of the Lord and his authority of his word in your life and your marriage. If only one person wants to make a difference. Going back, it is one of my, one of the things that I remember, and you were talking about doing the dishes, you know, I don't get a thanks for this. Well, who are you doing it for? 
are you doing it to get a thing? Or are you doing it because it's our role, because you've been called to serve? You know, and, and one of the questions is what's something your spouse does for you that you often don't notice or that you take for granted? And the scripture before that says, so serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, you know, from Ephesians 6, 7. And, and then it asks, what's something you do for your spouse that they don't notice or you think they take for granted? And in that question, it's not meant to be of like, well, this is what I do because we're not supposed to be doing it for our spouse. We're supposed to be doing it for the Lord. So that right there is a mic drop moment, you know. And then how are you adding value to your spouse's life? That's right there. Let me tell you, am I adding value to my spouse's life? I mean, what do you notice about him? I mean, he would because it'd be quiet. But And then asking yourself, how have they added value to you? You know, my husband, I said, he's a super any man. There's so many things like there's just so many things and then uh, let me see some other things So this i wrote this book like literally this was a 10-year i didn't realize it this happened you know 10 years ago these conversations and literally was put pen to paper and it was done in six weeks now there was a delay on my part because i kept procrastinating and seeing it through, and Melissa held me accountable to that. What are you doing to work on your book? And I'm like, yeah, she sent me something. But every time I edited it, it's, it would just reflect and show me more about things I needed to improve now, you know, seal. You know, so this thing, this book is, it's not a once and done. It's something that even now, even though I've been through it, we forget. I forget. And so I have to go back through it sometimes. I'm like, okay. So now I'm going to go, you know, leave here at this conversation and be like, all right, let me go be more thankful for him. Let me go show him I appreciate him more. And oh, and one of the things it talks about, you know, your recent bites, what's something I could have done differently to prevent it? You know, or did I instigate it? Did I encourage it? Could I have been silenced? I remember one of the times my husband can't even remember what the situation was, but I remember he did something, accused me of something. Again, I can't remember the whole situation. And it was something minor, but I didn't respond at all. Like I wasn't ignoring him, but I didn't react. I didn't react. And I think it kind of, he didn't know how to respond because he was so used to me reacting. You know, and I think that was one of those pivotal moments in there. Taking your thoughts captive towards your husband is so important. Making sure, you know, like I said, I, again, I pray, I had to pray, Lord, show me how to love my husband like you do. Let me see him through your eyes because every person is created in God's image, right? And so we need to treat them like that, whether we agree with how they're living or not, because nobody is where they're going to be yet. And we don't know what their, their path to getting there has been on look like. So we can't discredit where they are now and where the Lord has them because then that's discrediting what God can do in their lives. So I think that's super important and kind of like the big overview of where I was and what I needed to see. And then also, oh, this was one of my big things too. One of the questions is, where does your joy come from? And are you depending on your spouse to make you happy? Because that's not his role. That's not their role. 
Like your joy should come from the Lord. And if you're seeking that joy from your spouse, you will be frustrated 100%. So many times, like we look for our spouse to fulfill all of our needs and that's not their way. And they will always let us down because they're human. Right. That's a big one. So glad you brought that up. I just thought of something, my own experience with like ups and downs in my marriage. And one of the things that I know God had to convict me on was continuing to go back and bring things up. You know, like I chose to forgive, but you can't choose to forgive and then remind them of that thing that they did that you had chosen to forgive. You know, like you can't do that. And I recognize that like me bringing it up every single time wasn't fair to them. Right. And it was definitely not, wasn't productive. And two, it's just like, it it just wasn't fair. It was basically like me, I don't know, cheating the system. You know, like you can't do that. Like if you're going to move forward, you have to choose to move forward. How would I like it if every single time I screw up, you know, and that's what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy, every time we screw up, be like, oh, you're always going to be like that. You're never going to get it right. Blah, blah, blah. Remember when you did that? You're just the same right now. Like that's what the enemy tells us. And then here I am, his wife, and I was playing that part, like what the enemy says to him already. Like, no, I that did not serve him, did not serve our marriage. It did not serve me. And that was one of the things that I remember God very quickly was like, you've got to stop. And that was also a call for me to pray over like, there's some bitterness here. How can I work through that with God? Because that was on me. That wasn't on him. Right. He, he apologized. He was doing better, you know? Yes, every once in a while, like, you know, we we screw up. But for the most part, like, he wasn't the same person he was at that time. He had learned. He had repented. All of that. And I just continued to, like, drill it because I was still bitter. And and that was on me. And that was something I had to talk to God about and really work through myself. And I think we we do that sometimes, but we're not. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Were you going to say something? if the Lord... Well, if God washes it white as snow, mm-hmm. why do we want to keep throwing things at it, you know? And that was one of the things I had to ask myself, or I asked my husband, like, several times he'd say, so he'd make a comment. I'm like, are you trying to start a fight? You know, we're on the same team, right? Like, you know, and so I had to look at myself and like, okay, am I trying to start a fight? And if so, why? You know, and so just getting real with those questions about things I didn't want to hear about myself mm-hmm. made a huge difference. Now, again, our marriage is not perfect. Right. But it has, but it's, it's really good and we've come a long way. Yeah. And would you say a lot of this could be applied to relationships outside of your marriage? A lot of it can, but there is a lot of that. There's quite a bit about sex in here too. So not that part, (laughs) because that's the healthy part of marriage. But yes, a lot of the relational stuff, absolutely 100%, because we can't get joy from other people. 
You know, we are called to serve other people. You know, but I think how we treat our spouses reflects on how we treat other people. And that's something else you have to reflect on too. Do you treat your do you treat other people better than you treat your spouses? Yeah. And if so, why? Yep. This was something that my 19-year-old kind of called out on me years ago and I didn't see it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because he'd be like, you're fake. You're fake. And I was like, what? I am the most real person there is. And what he was showing was like, he was basically saying, you are different for other people than you are for us at home. And it took me a really long time to see that. I didn't want to see it, but I then I, I understood what he was saying. It wasn't intentional, but it was. You know, you can kind of let your guard down. Mm-hmm. But... It shouldn't be at a disservice to your children and your spouse. Right. I want to mention this because entrepreneurship is something you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur and life and business go together. Like I think life and work period go together. Like how your home life is, is going to affect you at your job, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And, but for entrepreneurs, it's at a whole nother level because you're like responsible, you know, like depending on what your jobs are, you might be responsible too, but it's, you bring your work home with you, your work is home sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a whole nother level of that. So how do you set those intentions so that, because you're a worker, I'm a worker. And I know that I use work as an escape from hard things. That's something that God's really showed me and how like I go to avoid the hard with that. So what would you say to the person who's like working all the time and they don't have that balance or they're not being intentional and they're spending more time on their business than they are those main priorities? That's a great question. One of the things I do is, of course, that calendar block. So important if you have it. If you don't know what that is, I'll look, I'm on, look it up. But I calendar block, so I'm very intentional with my time. But balance is such a funny thing because if you ever look at a tightrope walker, there is no such thing as balance. There's always the step, always a constant motion of keeping things in line, right? And I know I used to, you know, you and I were part of a different world and they talked about balance, find your balance, find your balance, keep your balance. But there really is no such thing. You know, when I'm here at home and my kids are home, like I close my door so they know in that moment, like I'm focused on work. But then when I open my door, you know, there's an attraction possibly coming in and it does, it, you know, it takes away from that moment. But you have to know what your priorities are. And in that, you have to decide where you're going to be present when you're going to be present. And that's something I'm still working on. Like at the dinner table last night, I was actually on my phone doing some work. We weren't all, I was, my youngest one was sitting down and he was asking me some questions. And I was on my phone trying to do work. And my daughter was, I can't remember who it was, but I literally had to flip my phone, push it away and like, okay. So I, I made the choice. You have to make the choice. I remember last year I decided at 345, 
Like I had so much time. And then once that time stopped, the 345, my son got home and that's when I was mom. Like I'm always mom, you know, but in that moment, like I told somebody, like, if you call me after 345, I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to answer emails. And that's usually oddly enough when things got the busiest, because that's when everybody remembered. And I'm like, I can't because I wanted to be intentional. And you've got to decide when you're going to be into, you know, like there's signs, like my husband and my daughter watch movies every single night. It is not my favorite thing to do because I'd rather be productive. But being with my family is being productive towards our relationship. And so sometimes it's just a mindset shift of deciding where you want to spend your time and being present in that moment. That more of, what it is, then it's a balance. Because if you're trying to do it all, you're going to drop some balls. And you've got to decide, do you want to drop the glass balls? Do you want to grab the bounce, uh, drop the plastic balls that bounce, the rubber balls, you know? Because your family, are that's the most important, right? They're the most fragile. So that, that's the glass ball. You know, you've got to learn how to hold the right pieces at the right time and to be present in the right moments. Yeah. I love that you said that. It's about being intentional. And like my podcast says, priorities on purpose. Because you could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and still have something that you could be doing. Like it's never going to be enough. Right. And so you have to make a choice to know like, I did my best. This is the best. You know, constantly like be looking and evaluating and, you know, your best can be elevated as you continue to be intentional. But you have to be able to walk away and be like, okay, my family deserves me. Like that is my priority. It should be a priority. And I know for myself, I've shared the story lots of times that I would say, God, my husband, and then my family, but my actions were not lining up with that because I was working all the time, 24-7, always in that like, and it's something that I know that I still struggle with, but I'm better and it's going to continue to get better. Will I still have setbacks where I kind of get back into that mode? They are less and less as I continue down this path. And I think that's the same with everyone. I know for me, routines are really, really hard. Like, you know, when, you know, nothing annoys me more when I want to hang out with the kids and I have like set time, like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing family time and they're all doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, so why do I even bother? <laughs> right. And like, so I can just do my own thing too. Okay, right. cool. You know, like yesterday, I actually had went to sit down. I thought we were going to watch Chicago Med. They love that. I love that. And I go in there and um, Rylan and Emily are both on their computers playing a game. And I mean, granted, I could have been like, you guys get off the game. We're going to watch this. But I was like, it's fine. We can do it tomorrow, <laughs> you know. And so I, I went to my room and I had some catching up to do. So I was like, I'm just going to go on and do this until while I can. And so I did that. But each one of those is like making the choice 
and being intentional. And sometimes, you know, things are going to take more of your time. The other thing, obviously, is being present. And your presence is two totally different things. You mentioned that. I want to make sure people caught that, that just because you're in the room doesn't mean you're present. And so really giving that attention and putting your phone down. And I know that's super hard when you're in it and they're not, you know, you're going to be sitting there and they're going to be on their phone scrolling and nothing annoys me more than when that's the case, because I swear everyone looks like robots. Then I have to check myself and be like, that's the way I look sometimes too. So anyways, as we wrap up, because I, you know, I know I could talk to you forever. You could go on forever. But as we end, like, what would you say, what would you want to leave people with? Oh, if you truly are looking to have conversations with God to a better marriage, then just trust in Him. You know, my motto for this year is to trust in the Lord and love people. And that's what I would love your spouse. Trust God. Hey, friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.